0: What up? What up, everybody? This is Dario Hunt from Livingline Fearless, and we are back with another episode of The Fearless Show. Today's date is February 2nd. Well, shit, I'm always on my time. February 1st, 2018. With me, as always, is my co-host, Mr. Therese Walker. Say what up to everybody.
1: What's up, everybody? Thanks for coming. This is D'Reese, back again with The Fearless Show. My man, Dario, and we obviously got a special guest, my man... Marvin Torre.
2: What's up? What's up? What's up? You know what it is? No, no, I'm just playing. What's up?
1: How y'all doing? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The artist. Um, tell him where he's. Well, basically, he's our second uh, Presents artist. He was, our,
0: he was our second interview for those that have not seen it. I mean, you know, a lot of people have seen the post, but for those that have seen it, he's our second artist on our Presents series. You know, we did a little interview with him about. Some of his artwork and just his thoughts about just art and shit in general. But uh, he is finally joining us on our podcast. He's our second guest and he's our first Mm -hmm. guest to be on the video format or the re-video of our podcast. Mm -hmm. So say what up. Introduce yourself. Uh, You know, just give a little intro. Let people know what's up.
2: Uh, What's up, Marvin? Uh, I like long walks on the beach. And anime. I don't know what else you want me to tell. Them. <laughs> no, <laughs> nah, but like, um, I'm an artist. uh, I create works, you know, that really kind of derive from like my life. So, from anywhere, because I'm first generation American, I Ivorian American. So from anywhere, from like my background in West Africa to like growing up in Atlanta, you know, all of that's kind of like the crux of the work where I kind of pull from. It's my
0: source, my source material. Mm. So, as you can see, they're both in frame together, meaning they're both obviously in New York right now, um, yeah. but you're not originally from New York. Where are you from originally? Oh,
2: no. um, um I So, I was born in Maryland, but I grew up in uh, DeKalb County, um, Atlanta. So, that's but, in. Hey. That's in I, uh, I do not, don't let the half of you, I don't watch baseball at all. Um, I didn't have won Braves, Braves game in my life, but I wear it just because, like, it's Atlanta so. You yeah, gotta represent <laughs> <him>. <laughs> and, and, and I and Actually It wore because of, Because of Hove actually That's Because uh, of Because of Jay-Z Which is weird Because when I moved up here I remember like All of my friends Everybody i known From grade school Up until like Undergrad Whoever Like moved from New York To uh, Atlanta Every time I would see them They always had a Yankee Fitted on and it would always be like either like the navy blue joint with the white or the black with the white, or whatever and navy blue. Ones. And it was always kind of cool to me that they were like always representing a place or whatever, even if they weren't actually Yankees fans. So then like, um, and then also with Hove, like he was like, oh, I made the you know Yankee hat more famous than you know the the whole <laughs> bar or whatever. So like, yeah. when I like moved up here, I was like, you know what, like I'm not gonna get no Yankee, <laughs> no Yankee fitted, and I'm not gonna get no Yankee snapback mm-hmm. because you know that's just not I'm. I'm not gonna do that, uh, but I will get the Braves joint just because, you know.
0: I mean, well, you gotta I'm you gotta represent good. where you're from. You oh, I mean,
1: right I rock the Rockies out here and sometimes. I'm like, rocking the Colorado's joint, you know. Like, I and, feel you on that. And right. people
2: ask me, you know, on the street, I got stopped today uh, at the waiting on the train actually to like, it was like, oh, are you? <laughs> hey, are you from Atlanta? <laughs> what? It was like a like a white couple. They were like, are you from Atlanta? I was like, I was like, why? Yes, yes, I am. Like, oh yeah, we're in town. You know, come see a play, and oh, I just so cool to see somebody else from from Atlanta. I was like, yeah, yeah, I man. <laughs> I, I mean, what's it like
0: you know, Atlanta is definitely a lot more country than uh, New York, that's for sure. So, so what's uh, what's that change of pace, change of speed? What Was that like the first time like you moved out there?
2: Well, one thing y'all don't have a Walmart out here, so that was and when I moved out here, there was no Chick fil A either.
3: So oh that was man! A, so that was a thing. That, that like killed one, me too, There was bro.
2: one Chick Fil A, and the Chick Fil A was in the uh, yeah. it was in the um, I think the food court at NYU. At NYU, and yeah. Like, you had to be like a student, be student, or or you had to just go in there with a book bag and act like you went to NYU and hope yeah. they didn't like check you for no identification to just yeah. go get some at, at, at Chick Fil A. And it wasn't even like a full Chick Fil A. It was one of them like mall like kind of uh, kiosk Chick Fil A. <laughs> so so. So I waited, and then they opened up a, a Chick-fil-A, uh, you know, up here, and one thing I didn't realize was also, it was like, also, like, a political statement for me to be also going up Chick-fil-A, because they got some crazy views, too, and I was just like, I don't understand how a place that has such good food has some wild views. I was like, dang, like, when you go there, the service is amazing, but... Let me not get off on of a tangent. The uh, so one thing that like um, so that was uh, some things that that uh, tripped me out when I came up here. Also like the change of pace. New York is dirty. Atlanta, I thought Atlanta was dirty, but New York is like real filthy. But, but actually, let me preface that. I I thought that because my like we live in Lilburn, like we're just, like where my um my family like moved to when I went to uh, high school, whatever. And um in our neighborhood. They would always, for some reason, my dad wouldn't let me cut the grass. So, like, I would have had to, he would be like, go out and um, pick up the trash in front on the yard Yeah. before he cut the grass. He wouldn't, he wouldn't let me cut the grass. I was like, all right. So, but what's weird is that I would look to the left and the right in the front, and our neighbors never had trash on <laughs> on their lawn. And And, I mean, we were all also were only black family on that. On that street so it was just like a either a weird Uh, coincidence or like some shit was going on also oh can i cuss yeah man. okay cool like (laughs) what do you mean what do you mean (laughs) and also like um i mean at first i thought i was like oh maybe it's a coincidence but then one night like i was in high school and i heard like some tennis balls and or golf balls and like a baseball being like thrown at the at the front of the house and i was like okay so it's not a coincidence that trash only winds up on our line so um (laughs) so i guess so thank you new york for the dirt on the street because it reminds me of the races back home so thank you (laughs) i I thank you for that Um, but that was like you know that was just the 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 kind of i don't know the pace of the city was different also um and yeah that was just a kind of like a learning curve of getting used to like the subway and not driving i miss my car you know like being able to just like get in your car and turn on the music and just listen to whatever album you want to listen to. Yeah, or listen to or like blast music. Yeah, you know. Even though I had, you know, my little ninety nine uh Nissan
0: Maxima,
2: <laughs> I had a little I had a little sound system in there. You know, you could hit the tunes real quick. Little baby one time, bounce, little, little baby, baby bounce, little <laughs> one time for the one time. But you know, it was um, it was cool. It was cool. I mean, the, the transition was I needed it. I think anyway, yeah. I needed I needed
0: the transition to move to New York. Oh, yeah. So I mean I I mean I'm gonna have to ask you. So since you were first generation, you know, mm-hmm. you uh think you said your family's from West Africa. Yeah, Ivory Coast. Mm-hmm. So I gotta ask Trump shitholes. <sighs>
2: <sighs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> I never thought about that.
2: You know what's cr- you know what's crazy, um, about that is that like Cause I think I think it was like the president of like Uganda said something, and he mm-hmm. was just like, and he was like in support. I mean, I was just like, of course, the 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 statement was dumb. The statement was just it was dumb. But at at some point, we gotta stop being surprised by the stuff this man says. Oh, I'm not was gonna lie, like, I wasn't. I wasn't just, surprised. I was just because like I'm like in Trump world, man. Okay? I, <laughs> like, I mean, I, I grew up in Trump country, so it's like. Yeah. Even though I like I most of my formative years I'd say up until like high school was like in the in metro Atlanta when I went to high school like uh from ninth to 12th grade I was in a mostly republican mostly white neighborhood so in that regard like I going home I think I went home during the the election for for some time and yeah I see the the stickers, I remember it being there being fights in my high school. People who couldn't even... Mind you, this is how like asinine this is. <laughs> These are kids who couldn't even vote, yeah. mind you. Young, too young to even vote, having fights in high school because Obama was being elected and saying and saying wild stuff. So when oh, I saw man. Trump get elected all this other stuff, I was just like, you know, <laughs> of course. So anything he says now, you know, I like how Spike Lee calls him Agent Orange. It's kind of hilarious. <laughs> um, but anything he says now, I'm just like, dude, like, what are we... I'm just waiting waiting until like either this man gets impeached or we or we you know vote him out because just to, just hopefully he doesn't do too much damage in the meantime. There's just those comments were like just I don't know crazy. I don't I feel like he wants attention. <laughs> he wants attention. Somebody need to like he loves, attention. He loves attention.
0: He definitely does. Uh he definitely put him, does. Put him
2: on I don't know. He get him like like loving hip hop um White House or something like that. I'm like I don't know.
0: I mean, I just find it interesting that only people we ever respond to are like black rappers, which is strange.
2: And that's yeah. also a thing too. I mean <laughs> it's actually not strange at all. It's actually like if you look at it, that's exactly what it is. Like he's um you know, he he doesn't really respond when Real issues of like I mean, white supremacy em- and stuff, but he responds to black people. That's kind of you know, that's telling of who of his politics.
0: And Definitely. I mean, Eminem made a whole album and a whole uh cypher just about him, and he ain't say nothing about
3: it. <laughs>
2: Yeah, he didn't. He didn't respond to Eminem. Eminem was hoping for a response
0: too.
1: And the thing he is, he really was. Then, <laughs> he was crossing his fingers. He was crossing Eminem his fingers wrote, crossing his fingers. His fingers were crossed with the pen in his hand. Jay but, J but, J but. mentioned his
0: name in like a two two minute soundbite, and you know he's all up on Twitter like thirty minutes later. So yeah, because he feels
2: offended by that. And and then you have and I I've been like I don't know heavily. I don't know why I do this myself. I've been heavily watching CNN since I was like. <laughs> like really into politics in like grade school and um i don't know just watching some of the it doesn't offend me when i hear uh when i hear just republican pundits like white republican pundits talk about trump and defend his like asinine policies and defend uh his asinine stances and defend his <laughs> asinine language but it really bothers me when there's people up there like paris denard who is like (laughs) when it's like when it's like black people there like paris denard talking nonsense defending this man i'm like paris you black what are you talking about right now like it just i don't understand that and it's not even a fact of the color because i understand there's like people across the color spectrum who have different political views but i'm saying literally literally we're at a point now i feel like in our history where it's it's a where we've been here before Mm. but we're at a point now, specifically with this president, and this administration, where it's like a literally a question of morality. Like I am not arguing with any Trump supporters or any Republicans about this man. It's there's no argument. It's literally, are you on the wrong side of history or the right side of history? There's like points in time in the moment where, <laughs> like, like in the '60s, for instance, when you have like civil rights movement stuff like that. It's literally, are you on the wrong side of history or the right side of history? And and I, that we're just at that point now where you ask yourself a question. And I, mean, I know what side of history I'm on. I know what side when I get when I feel like I'm old and gray and I'm sitting around telling stories of, uh, of the days or whatever. I'm like, I can tell you what side I'm on.
1: Well, I bet I know you what side I on. bet you Trump's going to want a statue before he's out of here. He probably will. He probably will. Come on. He doesn't, I bet you dog, he's that kind of man. He's going to want a statue. Before with, he gets off. He's going to have a statue. He's going to be like, yo maybe a, a He's going to put it in New York. Maybe oh. may a
2: bust a bust. A bust of him probably. It, he's
1: gonna like buy a, a a chunk of the Met just to put a bust yeah. in there and be like, I want it in the Met. Yeah. I, I mean
0: it's a strange time. It's <laughs> definitely a strange time that we living in. Um mm-hmm.
1: yeah.
0: So it's definitely like I can see like you're definitely passionate about like, you know, politics and everything that's going on. So is that gonna any of that gonna make into like into your upcoming work and you know, that you got coming out?
2: Uh yeah, I mean the kind of the work that's coming now. I, well, the last time we spoke was, what what show was that I was doing last time we spoke?
1: Was that? Uh, Oh, that was, so, I think it was right after our September show or before it. Okay. It was after or before, it was around then. Okay, okay. When we had the Gateway Project. The Gateway Project, okay,
2: so, so that was before, so yeah, so, from that time to now, I kind of taken, I, I had to, like, kind of take a step back. Because I oh, was really Maybe
1: it was before Scout Hegan Was it before or after Scout Hegan Do you remember? Because mm-hmm. it might have Just been at the end of No I was after
2: I think After the I came back Yeah Okay So So Yes because that show I remember Because I was in Still in Ivory Coast When when oh, the show went up I wasn't right. at the opening So 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 from that time till now I kind of just Took a while To just Live And to just kind of take in, I don't know, everything that's been going on and and I had some really pivotal kind of pillars in terms of, like, my creative thinking or even, like, me growing up in terms of just becoming a man, I guess. Like, so thinking about, like, my, me graduating from my MFA program and I also do this, get into this really prestigious residency and then on top of that, right after I go uh, to, you know, the country of, like, where my where I'm from, where my whole family's from for the first time in my life. I wasn't born there, so I was just like going there first time and meeting the yeah. family members. So I had to really in some way digest these three very kind of important moments. And they all happened back to back to back.
3: Mm. Yeah.
2: So I had to I needed time to yeah. really digest and parse out. I mean I was still kind of making things just to keep my hands moving, but I really felt like I was in a daze and I'm just now coming out of that daze to understand like what that all meant. You know, mm-hmm. like for me to be able to go to the Ivory Coast for the first time to meet like my grandfather, yeah, um, my my um, maternal grandfather, and to to just something simple like saying that I have his hands, you know, mm-hmm. that's like a very strange kind of uh moment that meant a lot to me that seems kind of arbitrary but it really meant something like to think about that moment to sit down and think about the moment in time i'm sitting across from this man who i've heard so much about who's so happy to see me and then realizing that we have the same hands yeah like it's just you know and uh and i mean he's my only living grandfather so that's also a thing as well and my you know great grandfather passed away uh when i was like in high school i believe so it's kind of like a man from bad generation and then all the things that he's done in his life and just being able to, like, talk to him. And it's funny, like, him not even asking anything about me or what I have going on, just, like, accepting me as his grandson, just... Without any kind of preconceived notions, without any kind of qualifiers, just yeah. meant like meant the world to me. It was just it was just something that I needed to take, take time to kind of digest.
0: Really. Okay, mm. so that's, yeah. so like all those experiences, probably what's gonna be coming out in like your next stuff. Or yeah. Some, some, so some, some sort of. <laughs> yes, yeah, so was like a long-winded answer,
2: but to get so so to so the specific answer. So yeah, so all of that kind of uh, culminated in me getting to a point in, like my creative practice. Yeah. And then from that point, now I could figure out, OK, now I'm at this new point in my life and in my creativity. Now, what do I kind of want to talk about or what do I want to do in terms of the work? So when I got onto this body of work, I've I've been really just taking like images from comic books and uh, and like looking at the human body and thinking all about like black bodies and how they've been poked and prodded. And looked at over the course of time especially in the uh, western context and really thinking about what 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 that does to someone's psyche so i've been thinking about and i always look at everything through my own lens because i feel like a lot of times when you try to talk about broader issues a lot in work and you don't put any of your personal uh self into the work you get lost somewhere you're trying too hard to like appeal to a broader sense because you know i like music it's like you're trying it's like instead of you speaking you making an album or a record that's about your life and your experiences you're doing you're making you're trying to make some pop thing that's going to like appeal to everybody
0: yeah definitely um, so right. and it's not come hard from, like, to make something ad- that's not related yeah. To you in some some sort of way. Definitely. I yeah. It,
2: it, it got to be personal. So I think so the works are about like diagramming and all this other stuff and putting into kind of like architectural uh inspirations. And it's really about diagramming the body coming from the idea of paranoia, like my idea of this hyper awareness that, that me as a black individual, as a black man that I have to that I've had to deal with this awareness that i didn't ask to have that i've had to have for survival that people have told me that i've needed to have for survival mm-hmm. um in in every literally every kind of facet of my life having to have that hyper awareness yeah. uh of like my body what that means and um and looking at that in terms of you know, what that paranoia does. So it's, like, it changes my my perception of, like, my arm movements, right? It changes the perception of, like, the way I turn my head in public or the way in which I deal with people or the way in which, like, my body posture, like, paying specific attention to how my body reads in the space. You know, it's just... It's how... You know, it's. So I think growing up, it's like okay, you don't want to look too threatening to the cops because you don't want to die today. That kind of, you know, that <laughs> kind of thing, or you don't want to look you know yeah. too threatening to this person, so they won't call the cop. It's just like because of that hyper awareness, it does something to your mind and it does something to the way in which you look at yourself. So, mm-hmm. um, so it's not for me. The work is not necessarily like a one to one. Like okay, this is specifically what I'm talking about, and then. This is what i want to make work about it's more so just an extension out of that awareness yeah. Yeah. so it could be just me just kind of having this like natural uh conversation with this form um on the wall as a large wall drawing or these natural conversations with a sculpting like toys uh and kind of manipulating the form in that way but it comes out of that out of that paranoia and it comes out of that change in perception
0: yeah, I could definitely mm-hmm. see that. Um, you posted like a few uh, like preview shots on Instagram and stuff. Um, yeah, mm-hmm. I think it's with like toy figures, and like they're all either like disfigured or distorted in some exactly. some some type of way. And like, uh, I mean, it's de- it's definitely like very visceral and like visual. Mm-hmm. Like when you first mm-hmm. like see that, like I definitely see like how that can come through mm-hmm. in like the artwork, especially now. You like talking about. The way you think about your body and like Mm -hmm. in relation to like the mental side of society and stuff like that. That's yeah. So I mean, that's just kind of I was trying to trying to wonder like what direction you were going on with your next show and your art from from what I've actually seen on like Instagram and stuff. Um. But since you are like such a mean since you are such a big, you said comic books and stuff have such a big influence on your Mm -hmm. art and your life and everything and stuff like that. So, Black Panther is coming out. Yeah, it is. Black Panther. Um, Yes, it is. What do you
2: think? I'm I'm excited. I'm excited.
0: (laughs)
1: Sounds like a little bit of reluctance. I'm excited. What do you mean you're you're excited? I'm excited. I
0: mean, it's not only the first black (laughs) black superhero, the African superhero.
2: But, okay, so. Wakanda. All right, so. Uh, let me preface this: the idea of a of a African society, or, so, or society that is on the African continent that is more advanced than any other society that we've ever seen and has been hidden forever and uh, is just technologically ahead of everything is awesome. That's great. That's an amazing concept of re- the, the s- superhero Black Panther. Awesome, great. Mm-hmm. I'm have no problem with the story of. Like, the comics or any that. I've read Black Panther and all this other stuff. I have no no problem with it. And I don't have an issue with the movie at all. I'm just... I just have some reservations because there's so much writing on this movie, which there shouldn't be.
0: There shouldn't be. Like, we should get so can you, the same... Can you, can you tell us with yeah, those reservations because
2: Yeah, because yeah, there's so much writing on the movie. Like, we should get the same... I feel like the same chances to, to fuck up in any industry that... Yeah, white you know, people do, but we, but we don't. But we don't. We're talking about real life, right? <laughs> so, about one shot so it's, you're it's talking about the shot. opportunity to fail. This is like fail. some this is like some eight mile Eminem joint, you know? Like it's just like you know, this is. Does a Marvel <laughs> all
1: black movie have the opportunity to fail? That's what what, what we're saying. We wish it did, but it doesn't. It doesn't have the opportunity <laughs> to fail, and I and think
0: it. I think it does to a certain degree because it is still Marvel, and because he is not his first time he's on screen either. No, yeah, it's not even what we've seen on screen people loved. Look, I have like, Yeah, that like shit was Savage. The, uh <laughs> Chadwick,
2: Chadwick Bozeman, I have confidence in him. I have <laughs> confidence in Michael B. Jordan, Forrest with the whole cast. Forrest Whitaker, Lupita, uh the um, uh Angela Bassett, everybody in there I got mm-hmm. confidence in. Kendrick um, Lamar
0: producing soundtrack. Okay, uh, uh so
2: there, so there, <laughs> the there right? My, I'm a huge, I'm a huge TDE fan, right? I had <laughs> I'm a huge Huge TDE fan. I bought I bought my TDE hoodie while like after I heard Section Eighty for the first time, and like this was, I mean, Full so like, wears I'm that just, shit all the time. Too. Like, a, a huge, he, wears, he wears the
1: TDE hoodie. I'm a like, huge like, TDE <laughs> fan. I was
2: I was a TDE fan when it was just Black Hippie that was only on so TDE, TDE before SZA. No, I wouldn't. I'm not. I'm not going. But like, <laughs>
0: went, what? That, Finally just, get them together. You're not going. I know, but I've already seen <laughs> I've
2: seen SZA on, on live, and I seen. Uh, Kendrick live at the Barclays by himself and and you have and like (laughs) and I want to go I was like I want to kind of go but I'm like eh
0: get the whole team together I know but I'm not eh, I'm not I'm
2: not it's not that I'm not with it it's just that you know I'm just like I right now I'm singularly focused on every all my funds going to creating like work right now the grind so, the grind so like if i'm there. gonna invest money on a concert ticket like and i hate to say it, let me before i go there <laughs> let me uh, like get to the first point okay so the soundtrack to black panther with uh, tde i love td I'm, i feel like i'm a day one point five day two fan. Um, <laughs> yeah. I wasn't on it from the O D or anything, but I was there I was O D like was so it was, sick. It was. But oh, I was a sick. training
1: day. Yeah, so, I'm saying I was oh, a fan was when like been there from day overly when, dedicated. Like, overly dedicated
2: was crazy. But I was a fan when it was just Black Hit, when it was just literally uh Kendrick, uh, J Rock, Schoolboy Q, and Abso on there before Sizzle, before Isaiah Rashad, before uh, uh, uh before uh, uh Sir was on there. Sir. So uh so what I'm saying is I have confidence in them to produce a body of work that is going to affect the culture and is going to be, you know, they make good music. They just do. Mm-hmm. But I also take pause with the fact that this is a imaginary <laughs> African nation. Right.
3: Yeah.
2: Um, And of course, this movie isn't just for. This movie is for the entire diaspora, right? Of everybody. Yeah. So I so to give it to TDE specifically, I would have like loved for it to be a collaboration album with a bunch of artists from various different parts you, of I mean from like artists from Afro kid, B. I want like Afrobeat I want I want no 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 I'm not trying to, to lay a little pump not, on there I'm nah, not, not trying to hear Tekashi Pump I'm talking about like I'm talking, or about, like, I'm or trying to talking about I'm talking about like M A D I'm talking about um I'm talking I'm talking about um uh uh I'm talking about uh Wizkid I'm talking about T Wizat I'm talking about like I'm like
0: Actual African artist. Yeah,
2: yes, yes. Like I'm talking I mean, about maybe some. Do they have some features. So, I don't even know the So leave Kater so. on there. Um, I haven't seen the like, track list. They
0: could have some features.
2: They do have features, but I'm saying that they could have had um uh Yemi Alade. They have like there's a bunch of people. um DJ Arafat. There's a bunch of people that they don't. Mm that that could have been, I think, on there to get hell, you could have put blacksmith black um um uh, Mabazo on there. Like you don't even have you know what I mean? Some some like there's there's a bunch of mm. so for instance, like if you I don't know if you're familiar with the with the movie, the musical Serafina, right? Um so it's a it was a musical it's about like uh kids in, the, in apartheid and it's about this uh young girl Serafina and like the about like students rebelling and all this other stuff and then the government throwing students in jail for protesting all that for protesting mandela and everything like that so when they do and Whoopi girl in the movie in the movie adaptation so the when you listen to the i mean also it's a musical so it it's a bit unfair but when you listen to it it sounds like south africa right and i'm saying for this for because this is an imaginary like african nation like i kind of want it to sound like not an amalgam an amalgamation of the diaspora because that mm-hmm. might be too much, but like I want it to sound not like a TDE album, you know what I mean? Like I don't want it to sound like like some you well like, I don't want it to sound like I'm listening to Kendrick like TDE. No. It's like Bad Boy and the Family album coming together. I'm like, there's like you know I mean it's 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 in mm-hmm. um, again. I'm saying it's in a mythical but African at the same nation. Time, like
0: I do think it's a smart move because it's going to appeal. Of course.
2: Of course, much it's money. Than of course, it's money. Like... It's money. TD's hot. Kendrick's hot. It's gonna be mm. good music, of course. But I'm saying, cash the... is incredible.
0: Y- I mean, um, from people who have gone and seen it already, I've I've heard nothing but amazing. amazing
2: people say that the like the it. soundtrack is gonna be dope, which I'm mm. I'm pretty sure it is, and it's a Marvel movie. I'm it just saying that when you look at um. When you look at Guardians of the Galaxy, for instance, right? That
1: was J Rock's best song. Yeah, <laughs> we're not gonna get on J Rock. <laughs> not gonna get on my dude J Rock. Right but like when, when, when you look at um, it'll do the most numbers. Hold on. <laughs> when
2: you do, when you look at um, Guardians of the Galaxy, right? Guardians of the Galaxy, their soundtrack is crazy because it's of the time. It's of that time that Guardians of the Galaxy and capsules, it, and it's like, and it's very much so indicative of. Um, like Star Lord's interest and all that and how they position it in the movie. It makes sense. So when you listen to that, I'm listening to like of Notes, I'm listening to 10 cc They might have a little <laughs> Michael McDonald in there. You know what I mean? It's like it's just, it's like a little bit white soul gumbo and all going on or whatever. You know, you yeah. just want to woo. Like it's just right. it's really dope. But when I think about <laughs> I just think about Black Panther soundtrack. I'm because I listen to Afrobeat and also Afro Trap. And the contemporary music coming out of, like, different parts of Africa, yeah. whether West, South, Southeast, what, like, I know that it is as, um, globally, the, that music is as powerful as what we have here in America. And I feel like there should be um, not one over the other, because I don't think there's one that's better than the other. I think there should be more... Uh, connection there, and I haven't heard the soundtrack, but uh, from just the point of them, you don't yes, know. This is all could, assumptions. Could, and from, from what know, I've seen, the see, some Abro yeah, beast, they, they, they could, but I'm saying, yeah. but I'm saying though, from the track list, I don't see like equally some like African artists and TD, you know, what I mean, because it's like mm, yeah. it's a TD album, and the just thing that, is, it's Kendrick just like, Lamar. yeah, but that's like giving Drake. Ooh. Talking about Drake coming out with a dance hall joint. I don't want to hear Drake talking about, um, but what about, talking like, about uh,
1: uh, but at the same it's, time, it's like, what if they approached it like Jay Z did American Gangster or something? I think, I mean, he, he is approaching it more like, like Jay Z did with the American Black Gangster. Than
0: it. I don't even think it's the official soundtrack that's used in the movie. I think it's just the companion soundtrack, honestly. I feel you. That's what I feel I, you. If I read it right, I believe it's just the companion, but even the
2: companion soundtrack, you know, I mean, I'm just saying, like. Uh-huh. Even, I mean, every time when I think, because in terms of like my creative kind of what I look at like creatively in terms of people um, or companies or whatever that I like looking at, when I think of like Disney, Pixar and stuff like that and, and some of their movies, when you think about where those movies are set, the music always goes in line with where those movies are set. And they and they do a pretty good job of like sourcing out kind of um, the sound of that space in order to give you a soundtrack. Mm -hmm. so all i'm saying is because i'm also a fan i'm because i'm a fan of american hip-hop and i grew up here but also because i'm first generation i have a connection to this other music that i love and that i think like is slamming and hits (laughs) and it's like it's like fire and i still and i want that i want that as well i want that connection so I haven't heard it. I don't know what the score of the movie even sounds like. I don't know what mm-hmm. it sounds like, but I, you know, I hope it. I hope it's. Uh, I hope it delivers. That's it. I so hope about it delivers. the
0: movie specifically, what percentage are you giving it on delivering?
2: <laughs> oh, I mean, I can't even rate the movie now. It's like too early to tell. I mean, I just really want to see it.
0: I mean, I'm what's your what's your what's your opinion it? that you think it will deliver? Like sixty percent chance that it delivers. Well, Seventy percent. I feel like lovers. I
2: feel like all around I'm just hard to please. That's just me. That's <laughs> just, just me. Mar- I just feel like I'm all around just hard to please. And I think that uh, I don't know. I think the movie is going. I think the movie's going to do what it's supposed to do. It's going to do numbers. It's already doing numbers. It's going to be a dope movie. I mean, uh, I have an unpopular opinion that I thought Luke, Luke Cage was horrible. I have oh an unpopular God. opinion.
0: That's a We very both un- pretty much agree. Yeah, yeah, everybody I just, was... I don't know I, who
2: thought that was unpopular. I felt like people thought it was, like, sacrilegious, like I nah, said. Nah, Luke like, Cage
1: just wasn't what it was
2: supposed to be. Yeah, I thought... I mean... If I told I told some people that I didn't like Luke Cage, some you would think somebody said I said fuck Black History Month. I was just like I didn't. I just said I don't like Luke Cage. Like I mean, you
1: know, how people just, get when you don't have that much bro, all of the out there. Series, every Defender series is trash except Luke for, Cage is trash. Like except wait, except for uh, Daredevil, right? Daredevil. Because I haven't season even seen season two him, because of the mm-hmm. Save Grace season two with season the Punisher one was
0: super hard too so mm.
1: Season one was tight, but, but season two was the the one. Well,
0: yeah, it was because of the
1: Punisher facts oh there you go the punisher was that whole season so without that yeah um but yes
2: uh, i'm i'm excited for black panther um i'm wary i'm i'm can't i want to listen to the soundtrack because i want to kind of see the critique i want to kind of see where where they're going to take it uh but i'm a little i have my reservations just because of the fact of it's like you know i need more of my art because also did you know fun fun fact fun fact fun fact that um the Korra awards right the Korra awards it's like an all african yeah. music awards right it's like equivalent to like I've an african been. african oh. G- grammys never mm. heard of it have you ever watched
0: bet <laughs> in I've your life i've watched bet in about pff, since high school I'm, bro, uh, okay real. i'm just saying it's <laughs> like bet when did Rhapsody City go out? When did no. the, when, the, when, the, Re- the
2: when they cut out That's 106 my, apart. I I yo, I left, left free, <laughs> like, I left with free left, <laughs> you know? yeah. I left free yo.
0: When I cut out
3: 106
0: When did the basement stop so, like, so, when did all that? Yo, yeah, so so when ticket saying, was, when gone, t- <laughs> when out, was gone. After Ticket was gone. I saw
2: Ticket at I saw ticket at AGP one year. But like but at Atlanta Greek picnic I saw ticket, he was presenting us, he was doing a stroke competition, whatever. But okay, so so there's um Uh, Uh, So there's BET, right? And there's the core awards. I've (laughs) seen the core awards and I've seen BET. I've never seen them together. Meaning that I'm like, if you're black entertainment television, for me, I've never seen you televised a core awards or all African music awards. Y'all niggas want to complain about the Grammys, but then don't televise. Don't empower like our own mm. stuff. So I'm just like that kind of rubs me the wrong way. Sounds also, like the and then and <laughs> also and also like I gotta look at like Trace Urban or some Shave. of these other like international international kind of uh, uh, media in order to to get like music like blue, especially like uh, they're talking about urban music, but I gotta go to these other like international um, media to look at like black music from other countries when
3: mm-hmm.
2: i mean B, the bt hip-hop awards does it sometimes with their cyphers where they'll do like a uh, international cypher and they'll have artists from other places come and rap but like yeah. for it like i shouldn't have to go <clears throat> like it, it took them like just now for Ebro to do interview with uh with MHD or whatever MHD been popping he's yeah. like a young like the dude Afro trap it's like it's crazy so I'm saying that and um,
1: yeah I'm
2: saying that like BT, there should be more coverage they probably of, interviewed of the like, diaspora
1: African artists. of the diaspora <laughs> like
2: there's no reason why if if there's a, a news outlet and y'all haven't interviewed for instance y'all mm-hmm. haven't interviewed like uh or played actual dance hall or contemporary dance hall mm. from like for, uh for the past like like I don't know six months but then y'all been playing mm. like views on rotation heavy like you know what I mean like
1: you want passion you know what I mean
2: pa- like I'm just saying I'm just saying it's kind of strange kind of strange pistol.
1: kind of strange playing pistol kind of strange I pistol. you know <laughs>
0: I mean, I mean, what can I say? The Africa, African music does not get represented well. It does, it does. Side of you know, outside of the continent. Because, because,
2: best believe when you go there, they are playing oh, yeah, they Black American, American music. music. I'm telling yeah, you, when you go music. there, they they listening. So when you go everywhere else in the, in yeah. the diaspora, they always playing. But it's just like does the, the, the love count? don't seem
1: to get. What you call? It? Does the UK count for like like American hip hop, including UK Black artists? They
2: listen, but they also got they they. Like hip hop wise, their own like hip hop, but I'm talking about black music in general. Like, just yeah, well, because like, at the same time, like,
1: they don't interview black artists from out there. Like, recently, there was a story. Well, this mm-hmm. is more music related, mm-hmm. but like, um, QC, the the label that runs with Migos, Migos control, yeah, quality control, yeah, they uh are co signing, um, what's her name, like Sister Soldier or some mm-hmm. some UK female artist that's like a oh, primarily singer, Ye- but she did mm-hmm. a rap like recently, some freestyle, but. Um, yeah, I thought it was interesting that QC was co-signing a, a female UK artist, hip-hop artist.
2: I mean, I think now, like, because of the whole Grime scene popping, like, it's more and more the hip-hop is, like, taking notice, American hip-hop is taking notice of what's going on there. But, like, if you listen to old heads talk about old uh head. like not old heads cuz people don't like to turn old heads you look like elder statesmen in hip hop who talk about stuff like that ah, they've, been, the respect be, they've, been, the they've been they've <laughs> been elder statesmen they've been they don't say old heads say elder <laughs> <statesmen>. <laughs> <laughs> they've been going to these other places and and having like one on one interactions but the media people aren't really um you know doing that and also it could be like language barrier as well cuz yeah. that's a big thing uh you know whether it's like
0: they speak French well, there. I would like say if they they're not speaking English, so it's okay. not going to get much play in that's America. <laughs> but, but 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 that's <laughs> you don't also, listen to songs unless it's like Despacito. Despacito.
1: That's yo, put one it. of those. Yo, put, <laughs> on, put the beads on it. I mean, put, put the beads on, on the, on the remix. I would yo, say that. I would say that. But there's
2: also like there's also music coming out of like like I don't know Ghana, Nigeria, where they speak English. Like, yeah, you know what I mean? Is. Like in there's like
1: There is there's Afro is. in English. But Whoa. I will say You're it's saying, also like, uh,
0: accent accent is a big barrier for a lot of people. How do you, you feel mean, about like, how yeah. do
1: you feel about Diane Twerp? Diane Twerp. You ever heard of them? No. Okay, well never mind. We'll skip that one. Right. <laughs> but um
0: Wait. Yeah, let's just get back let get back to Marsha. Mm-hmm. I know uh okay. I know the Reese, mm-hmm. I know you had some, you know, some questions, some topics you wanted to bring up.
1: Oh, yeah, man. I was going to ask you about... So, um... You came up with a title for your show recently,
2: right? Ha! I've been changing it. I feel like my pro- the process right now is kind of like when Kanye did uh, Life of Pablo and he <laughs> yeah. put it on Instagram and had like a list that he kept scratching out. Yeah, the names. it's like every it's other like, day. I'm like the week I before he had like
1: four names. I was, still. Just he was like, like, I got. Nah, it. I'm gonna.
2: And then I don't got it, and I
1: got it, and <laughs> then I don't got it. So all right, so don't, don't even know. say it then. I don't don't even, even say it then. We're gonna skip man, that. The name, name is important, man. The name is important. Yeah. It's important. His name's that's man. what they're going to remember. Because it'll be like, oh, I remember that show. What was it called? Yeah. Blah, blah, blah. And oh, yeah, that was dope. Mm-hmm. You know, there's going to be that show with yeah. that name. And, so. a, and the merch hitting, too. So that got it. Gotta yeah, man, the good. merch, you, you know. know, know what mean? Like, yeah, yeah, you even, yeah, even want to yeah, have yeah. the t-shirts going, yeah, That's what I'm saying. It it had the, ooh, that was fresh. Yeah. yeah. I had a solo show in Harlem where the the Gallers made t-shirts of the title. It that. was called Black, Black is, is, is the Giant. Black is the Giant. It was dope. It was hard. I mm-hmm. still got those joints. I wear them shits every now and then, but they're white, so I'm like, ah, can't wear them too much. I wear like dark colors. Now but anyways, let me get
2: the black on black joints. But...
1: <laughs> but um, I wanted to ask you a little bit more about uh, some of the choices you're making in like your new work, like, okay. uh in, in terms of like what what seems like a. Uh, I don't know it's almost like 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 magnified like like targeting and draftsmanship and like and like uh and storyboarding but then almost a a like I don't know like a take on the mystery behind real life. Like, you know, like the darkness that's there, but like hey, the, hey, you know, hey, like... hey, 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 <laughs> hey, hey, hey,
2: hey, hot take, hot take, hot DeRice, DeRice take. Daris is writing a press release right now. <laughs> He's writing a press release, the whole statement. Like, uh,
1: Hey, hey, <laughs> hey, where's the stenographer? <laughs> <anymore>? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Your do- your gallery gonna have to talk to me was... before they put that. On. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but nah, for real though, that's what I, the vibes I was getting though. Like, t- tell me so a specific question would mm-hmm. be more about like I guess the uh, um, I guess I guess a really easy one would be like the dotted lines and like the circles.
2: So, I'm pretty much. I don't know. I get this kind of like sadistic pleasure in doing a lot of stuff. That, a lot of times, my architecture professors like hate it. Just, like, I just, yeah. it's just something, it's just something about, it's like, I could do whatever the fuck I want to right now. Like, it's just, like, that, like, right. the freedom that you get in art that you might not get, that you get in art that you might not get in some of these other disciplines. Especially, like, specific ways of, like, diagramming something
3: mm-hmm.
2: and, and the fear of, like, either messing up or doing it differently. So, the specific all of these kind of diagram and uh techniques diagrammatic technique whatever you want to call it, the techniques yeah. that i'm taking are all kind of things that i've picked up over the years of uh when i started off undergrad i was in architecture so mm. we it was a lot of site analysis there was a lot of uh learning how to go into a um, any kind of environment and Kind of find what are the what is the intrinsic value of this environment before you build on that land or you cr- or put an architectural um, intervention there. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like you have to find what is the what's what's there first before yeah. you can manipulate it. So, uh, a lot of this is is a lot of what the work is and a lot of what um, I'm doing now comes from the idea of like a site analysis because, mm-hmm. like I was saying before, is like this kind of preoccupation with your body in one space, um, you're 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 always in a way your minds you're diagramming your environment it's like a matter of mm-hmm. like chess which that piece that we had that i did, did in the show we were in together yeah. it's kind of like it's like either a game of chess or it's like a game of of uh hell connect four maybe like you know it's like <laughs> just play connect four at the ymca it's just like yeah. it's like a game it's like it's it's this idea of like uh, games or and, and diagramming and it's, uh, and being able to Maneuver through life, but having to have this hyper awareness. So all of these uh, ideas of of movement come through um, diagramming, and these diagrams come through you know what I was I guess, trained in, mm-hmm. and now me getting to make whatever rules I want to.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because I can see you're developing mm-hmm. your own language, mm-hmm. like a new, a new type of diagramming. Or yeah, I mean I wouldn't call mm-hmm. it like,
2: because there's this. There's term like, I think, asemic writing, where it's kind of like, um, in our definition that we have it now, it's like writing that has no, um, there's no logic to it. It's literally, you're just kind of like doing script, but there's no, there are no, not actually words. Mm-hmm. So you're just kind of writing. Well, kind of back in the day, people used to think that uh, you were possessed by like spirits or a deity, and you were like writing out something, and it was like you couldn't uh, decipher it because it wasn't human language. Mm-hmm. But it's this idea of like just an extension of these things that are already intrinsic to me, and I think mm-hmm. that's one of the things I learned uh, going, I, you know, back home, home. And, yeah, uh, was this idea of this is extension? I keep saying this, right. this is is kind of uh, an extension of me working in an extension of me rather than trying to i don't know collect all of the different parts of myself and and put them together mm. it's it's different than
1: so it well, it's almost like, reminds me coo- like, like it's like, like cooking. Corpse, it's like, like cooking two, like yeah cook, it's you know? it's like it's
2: like cooking actually it's kind of it's 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 like cooking you you know putting all of these ingredients together to create something that tastes really good and that's nutritious for you
3: mm.
2: rather than me just having the ingredients and putting it on a plate for somebody Mm-hmm. I felt like before in school, a lot of times is <laughs> that they teach you is to like get to get all these ingredients. So you got this raw meat here, you get these, uh, I don't know, sun dried tomatoes, you got your, your parsley and your turmeric <laughs> and all this other stuff, and you have this beautiful spread of a bunch of ingredients. Yeah, and me, I want to just cook the meal because people I come from cook meals and they give it the to people, <laughs> that's what they do. So it's I want to put all of these different parts of myself. Are already combined within me. I shouldn't. Ha- I don't want to have to just kind of like, okay, let me check off. Does this piece have enough? Is it enough Atlanta? Is it enough Ivory Coast? Well, I was born in Maryland. Is it enough that too? Okay, yeah. I'm a black man of a certain age. It's like the difference between making work from your uh, perspective rather than um your profile. So it's like your profile is is is. You're this age, you're this race, this gender, you're like of this that your perspective is like mm-hmm. everything that culminated in your life that gets you that is like colored your eyes in a certain way that you view life through your very specific lens and you respond to life through your very specific lens. So, I'm pretty much just turning the faucet on at this point. Mm-hmm. I'm just turning the faucet on, like I'm turning the faucet on and letting the, letting the water or blood flow, whatever you, want, whatever you want to call it.
0: Yeah, man. Was that like an easy point for you to get to, oh, no. or did oh, no. you have to like continuously just fight against the urge to like do that checklist? You know what I'm
2: saying. I mean, it's still a, it's still somewhat a struggle. Uh, it's still somewhat, it's still somewhat a struggle. Just being in the studio, and making work, and working in this, uh, working in trying to create something that speaks to your own personal experiences but also can potentially speak to something greater. It's hard at times when you have the specters of mentors that you've had in your life or professors that you had in your life or people you've loved or or you know that one person in third grade who told you don't color with a red color pencil. You know it's just all of these kind of things that you carry with you come mm-hmm. into the studio with you. Yeah. But you have to yeah. leave Everybody and all of these things outside.
1: Don't color outside the line. When you
2: when you (laughs) when you walk into your proverbial studio, wherever it is, it could be at a computer. It's like like, it could be at a computer, or it could be you have a studio space. It could be a desk or whatever. But when you step into that space, that kind of hallowed ground that is your space of creation, you have to leave all of those specters, all of those voices out. You can't bring that in with you because you're gonna be haunted. Cause that's what it is. Is being yeah. haunted by the things you've been. People taught. get
1: scared away from. And the you get art scared
2: world. away from making. You Some get people never make art again
1: after going through that. Or grad act, school up, or whatever. Like, higher man. learning, like yeah, after yeah, post post graduate school. A lot shit. of people, people know, just, stop. just stop making
2: because you're because literally that's what it is. You you you're haunted. You're haunted by ghosts and you just and you're get you get scared and you stop making work.
0: For That's those who don't what know what it it's like it's like extreme, extreme. I mean, mm-hmm. you have both artists. Like do you guys feel like you kinda have to like almost untrain yourself after you go through all of that training? Of course.
1: Yeah. Yes. It's well so what happens is you realize you come to a point and it's it's part of like mastering things. Mm-hmm. But it only comes with the things that you do the most, just like, you know, Like, with, like, with, with, with hooping. Like, practice, yeah. Yeah, it's practice. practice, Yeah, so, like, you've seen the same thing a thousand times versus a hundred times. You know, it's, it's, it's way more of a Mm no-brainer than after the hundredth. You think you got it after a hundred. (laughs) But, but you definitely got it after a thousand. And And it, you know, so it's like, it's like, all of the things that you've learned and you've tried, you, you, you understand what it's for, but then you try to make sense of why it is what it is. And, like, you can change in like so. There's associations that people think of. So we were like, okay, everyone knows this for mm-hmm. this. I can use that, and like juxtapose it with something else, or you know, so like you, it's it's the it's the you gain control of it in a sense. So be, basically, I think it's it's a good thing, but it's hard. You have to come out of the other side, like knowing that you you have an ability to to choose. And, and create something that no one else is going to think about and, and create except for you and the choices that you make. So, like, everyone's going to have suggestions, and they might see something when you do studio visits and, and say something off of what they see immediately, but yeah. they don't know what's in your head. Like, they don't know where it derived from, and then you're going to talk more. And then oftentimes, whenever you talk about a piece, it's more revealing. But sometimes for art world people, sometimes that's gonna ruin it for a collector, because sometimes you want the collector to have whatever they have in mind. So, uh, it's there's a double-edged sword in, in terms of like, oversharing what you what your intentions are as an artist because you still want the viewers to be able to interpret the work yeah, however they yeah, see and, it. Yeah.
2: And, and also, like, I and I, don't know, I used to re- just kind of repeat this mantra to myself when I was in grad school, is, um I mastered the lessons when the master's lessons lessened. I used to, like, repeat that to myself because it's, like, this idea that I, yeah. I needed in mastery, I knew it would come when, I, even though I was getting this degree, when all of this kind of, all these years of education kind of wore off or all these years of education, I, I, I found a technique to push them away, to see past them, to see what my voice was but, because you – because when you think about the education system, because I grew up going to public schools, I'm a mm-hmm. product of the Cab County School System, Gwinnett County School System in Georgia, and growing up, and I went to public universities and all this other stuff. The the curriculums aren't geared. There's, in terms of where the perspective is, it's very it's it's one perspective. They're teaching history from one perspective. They're teaching art from one perspective. Mm-hmm. So yeah. if you are coming from another perspective, you're learning in a system that is undoubtedly not built for you it's undoubtedly built it's not built for you it's Mm. not built in the way that your people whatever you intrinsically come from however whatever is in your lineage to learn and the way in which your people have learned or created work you don't learn art that way you don't learn how to create from that from that voice so whether that's uh your perspective, whether instead of you pulling from the canon of uh, Western art history, you pull from, I don't know, you pull from hip hop, for instance, right? Like, let's just say you're in your entire creative lineage comes from hip hop, the way in which they're going to talk about the idea of remix is going to come from uh, post internet art, uh, specific theory, from from speaking from a theoretical perspective, they're going to come up, talk about remix from new media art, Mm -hmm. right? and but they're not going to talk about the idea or new art or even before what like dada and and all that yeah, stuff but even but they're not going to talk about the idea of remix from the fact of this movement that came out of the south bronx you know what i mean they're not going to talk about the idea of kanye bringing back the soul samples as yeah, he, yeah, as he yeah. said they're going to talk about sampling some of these uh old records and bringing that and then how you're using that technique not the the specific the technique of of sampling music, but you're using that technique of sampling something from culture, something from something from, from, uh, before you and remixing that's it in a way yeah. that's of substance and remixing in a way that you are either heightening its intrinsic message or you're shifting it to suit your own message. They're not going to teach you that. They're going to teach you it in a way, in their way. They're yeah. not going to teach you it in your way. So it once won't you give you that, they're power. not going to give you, they're not going to even give you that power and they're not, and it's, and they're not built for that. Yeah. Like, they're not built for that. So because of that, you have to, in a way, almost learn how to teach yourself, give yourself your own reading material, figure out what your weakness is, right? Mm-hmm. And then also go and shore up that. Um, yeah, they're not going to teach you that. So because it's not built for built for other... It's not built in a way where... Taken from the idea that there's art created in many different forms all over the world. It's not... There's no way that it's it's taught like that when you come out of some of these grad programs it's like people yeah. know that it's a pedigree that you're coming from so that's why they want to work with you because it's a pedigree mm-hmm. rather than the fact yeah. of of oh this art program is just r- really forward thinking in the fact that mm-hmm. they try to make this their students the best artists that they can be they try to make the students the, the, the most authentic selves yeah. they want you to get to your most authentic self they're not doing that they're not doing that. I mean,
0: I, yeah, it's just like, I mean, that's probably the biggest struggle, of like any school system, is that you got to teach so many different people from mm-hmm. so many different perspectives and backgrounds and try to like standardize it that you won't, you know, get to the true heart of what each individual particular needs.
2: Yeah, I think that's the that, that word standardized is also the prize. Like, you can't. Mm-hmm. It's just there's some things you just can't standardize.
0: Yeah, like art isn't.
2: Nah, I can't say that. You mean, could do that. You could do that with medicine. Yeah. You could, you, may, you could do that with with law. Yeah,
1: you can't. You can't. Science hard science is hard science. Yeah, you can do that with that. Soft science, like art, is a soft science, and and that's weird to say soft because it's like it's not weak. It just it means that it's not constricted. It's by, malleable. By, yeah, it's malleable. Definitely.
0: So when you uh. When did you know that you wanted to be like an artist, like a professional artist?
2: Mm. Huh. There's a question right there. When <laughs> did I know? I say. Uh, I say. I mean. I say. Twenty twelve. But I think that I think that I never wanted to uh, be an artist. Actually, like I didn't want this mm. I, at all. I come. I, I. Who would want I, this, I, bro? No, like, <laughs> I. I, to am, that struggle. I come from a West African family. Bruh, it's either, I know. It's facts. either medicine, law, engineering, you know, pick one. That kind of thing. It's like you're not you're not an artist. There's no art like are really <laughs> artists in my family. The closest thing we have in my family to an artist is probably like my aunt was a journalist. That's just this is it. It's just, but you can't there's no um uh, or professional, I guess. Somebody doing something professionally creative. Uh but something that's intrinsic in me i mean my dad's super creative my mom is crazy creative my mom could do so much stuff like Mm -hmm. i mean paint so just everything she's just wow my mom's doing installations and all sorts of stuff but when i think about when i decided it was 2012 because that's the time i say 2012 because that's the moment where i I realized i can't run from it anymore Mm -hmm. and I, i guess my feet got tired so, to speak, that of running from the fact that I was an artist. So, I was just like, okay, well, uh, I'm going to have to find a way to make this work. You know, this is like, yeah. this is, it's not something I can run from. This isn't because I can do, I have a capacity, I think we all do, like to do a lot of different things. Like, you have the capacity to do a lot of different things, but there's one thing that you actually love doing. And some people are okay with doing something uh, in their lives and to, to kind of make ends meet and stuff like that and then do that one thing. As a hobby, or you know, if I like underwater basket weaving, right? Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> I may not know how to make a living at underwater basket weaving. So what I'm gonna do is maybe do a basket weaving, and then do underwater basket weaving on the side. Um, the idea is the the goal is to try to make mm-hmm. underwater basket weaving your nine to five or nine to nine or twenty four seven. Like that's that's <laughs> that's what it is. You know, it's like it's like. It, it, there's the, dang, there's this song I used to hear on the radio. If you if you can't what is it? If you can't be with the one you love, love the one you with. That's like a, it was yeah. like a, it was like a lyrics of the song or whatever. And I think that's what a lot of times you know ends up happening in life is it the the thing that you your true love whatever that is, is this 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 passion you have is trying to find a way to make that be your everyday so yeah i just i couldn't run from it anymore so i made the conscious decision at 2012 that i was like i have to find a way to make this work and mm-hmm. i'm still trying and it might be a lifelong uh kind of struggle to figure out how to make it work for me mm-hmm. and make it work for my life but it's something that i cannot run from and it's something that is like like intrinsic in me it's like yeah. i can't no more change the fact that i'm an artist and change change uh i don't know my skin color and i'm not into skin bleaching so you know what i mean like isn't that... It's, <laughs> a
1: bit of lago no. i mean
0: you said you were from west african traditional family so was that like so what was their response <laughs> yeah
1: <laughs> an artist
0: <laughs> Nah, so what when in up what do Benedict, you do like, I, in, smile. So, <laughs> like, oh, I mean you know?
2: but what do you do no, my <laughs> mom my mom was was kind of really more so uh initially i should say my dad came around i mean because Having also having West Side parents, like the idea of me saying, "Oh, I'm going to grad school," they love degrees. Like you know, mm-hmm. it's
0: like love degrees. Did you open and stuff up like with that? Oh, I'm going to grad school.
2: Or, and then like no, oh, no, 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 no. I think like, that's when people came around. Was when I was like, "I'm going to grad school." And it's like, "Oh, grad, master's degree, yes." Like so, but initially, my mom was kind of the, the person that kind of like just, even though she also had her reservations, um, but she was kind of initially because she told me about this. She had once, I think, had the opportunity, I think, to go to design school when she was young, and uh, I, my grandfather, whoever, didn't really. stay the family, pushed her in a different direction, and she kind yeah. of seemed like always regretted. And I see my mom's just like natural, like talent that my mom has, mm-hmm. and to and to think that like it never got cultivated anywhere, is like, even though she makes it work and still does stuff, but the fact that it never really got like cultivated in a way or put on a, a had a platform in order to do it uh on a way to touch a lot to touch a wide range of people like i s- knew that my mom wanted to wanted to stop that trend with me so she was just like you go and and do that and figure it out and yeah, i know you're gonna nice. figure it out because i know she she yeah. didn't have the opportunity so she was just like you're gonna do it for the both of us so yeah i you know i'm doing it for for us
0: <laughs> yeah, doing, doing it for us that's the case in a lot of situations like that where people are like I'm like where parents are like man like I wish I could have done this mm-hmm. and yeah. I see that you love doing this you know yeah. go for it all for it and stuff mm-hmm. so what is um like you said you went to your your country of you know not origin but your heritage mm-hmm. what is the art like out there well the the way in which is there an art scene I
2: mean there's an art scene in terms of like our the way in which we think about like western how, art how we have it now it's like the art market isn't as big as for instance like a country like Nigeria for instance but like also be, because also the art in the way that we have it now in the western context is propped up a lot by money so it, so there's that's a big thing so um mm-hmm when I think about creativity, cause I think about it more in terms of that. When I think about creativity, the way in which people think about creativity, there's different. Um, it's, it's like a natural part of culture. It's not something that like, okay, I mean, there are galleries, there's schools for art. There's all of this other stuff. We mm-hmm. have like some artists that, that are you know, internationally have gallery representation and selling out works and all this other stuff. But uh, in the way people think of like creative expression, it, it speaks to something greater, and that's something that I, I think, took back with me uh, and I brought back with me was this notion that when you're engaged in creativity, it's like you're speaking from a voice that's not just your own. Even though you may speak from your voice, you're tapping into something greater than you. So the way in which I think mm. about work is not fully on knowledge anymore its own belief yeah so it's like what do you it's rather than instead of because in school it's like what do you know and how does your work relate into to what do you know so it's like when you do a show it's kind of it's like okay so how do you What is this work about what kind of theories back this work up uh what 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 sources are you citing what books have you read what kind of institutional backing do you have all these other things but on another i, I remember like, this is a funny story i remember i was literally i think i was walking uh i was i was walking maybe in in like in this uh town called dalawa and i th- think there was some artisans on the side of the street like making some things and i don't know why for some reason i had I was I love the work and I don't know why I and some in the back of my head I had some instinct to ask for an artist statement or to like ask for a press release type thing yeah. and I was just like wait a minute what the what the hell is going <laughs> on like it's just like and I'm like wait but no this is not what no there's no press release there's no artist statement here he's just literally creating
1: yeah.
2: out of this essence that is him it's like your your cultural essence whatever it is is not is not in any way something to be um, i don't know collaged together for the consumption of rich white people it's literally <laughs> like you need to talk about or if you're talking if you're, you need to create from this source that is you already uh yeah. so that's kind of what i where i kind of looked at and what i brought back with me and how i saw that their work this is the the kind of cultural Um, objects Mm -hmm. are it's it's a different they vibrate on a different level than the stuff that we make that's why I like going to the Met I like going to the Met even though the Met is kind of like this hall of I mean I hate going to the to the African section of the Met I can't go there because like
1: I don't go to any African section of any. I can't. Museum. I can't. I can't go. Every to, time I, can't I walk through I'm and I'm like, like this "Oh, like this is how stolen, y'all do it." This us, is huh? like some
2: stolen, some stolen shit, sh- 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 or something like that. This is even why I can't go to like the Egyptian because it's still Africa. I'm not. It's like some. This is some. All of this is some. Th- some. Some...
1: The whole thing is stolen mat- material. That's <laughs> this the whole thing. This is the all like so. That's
2: what it is. Stolen property. So what I. Looting
1: during war yeah. turned into property and over people's here, private like... collections. So what I so
2: so the thing that I I like doing is going to me because there's some cultural objects there that vibrate on a different level that you don't get when you go to like galleries and the mm-hmm. and I believe that the reason is because of the way in which some people have agreed upon how the artwork is uh, the art world is like uh, created today is that we operate and make work based off of knowledge. Mm like, what do you believe in? People don't believe in shit no more. Everybody's like, our generation of people, all <laughs> this other stuff is like cynical. We don't really believe in shit. We yeah, don't believe yeah. in the government. We don't believe in nothing. And it's not like I'm it's not like I'm here a proponent of believing in like of old institutions or old like bastions of bigotry or anything like that. But I'm saying that a, there's something to be said for uh like a artist who literally believed in the in the idea of humanity and mm-hmm. believed in 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 humans and believed humans were at the center of the universe and how they depicted the human body versus somebody who was like oh i just studied anatomy theoretically and i'm just making paintings mm-hmm. it's like it's very different in terms of like how they approach depicting the human body and yeah. how they approach yeah. it's like when you believe in mm. in something like if i believe in pencils Yeah. (laughs) Right. The way in which I'm going to depict a pencil is going to be different than somebody who's like, well, you know, I studied the uh, the the ramifications of this company's pencil making factory on the beaver population in North Dakota. It's going to be different. The way in which we do that. Not to say that like you bringing light to beaver populations in North Dakota <laughs> is like is like a bad thing. But I'm saying that like there's a difference in the terms of the art we in the in the work that we're gonna create. It's there's gonna it's different. And I don't uh, think that uh, work vibrates on another on that uh, level.
1: I like the code you're using right now. You know you're me? being hella PC right yeah. now. Yeah. <laughs> just for the people. I'm just like wait. This this was it's like, all right, all I, right, I see, mom. <laughs> you, you low key chilling, but you, but, but you know you're kind of being interviewed. You're like, ah, yeah, keeping it, keeping it clean ish. I feel you, bro. <laughs> That's what's up, though. I, am, man. I feel you. That's what it is. Like, you you're saying so much, like truth, right there. So like, I don't even know what to say after that. Like. See. Um.
0: I mean you had more questions, dude.
1: Um, let's see. It's 2018. Uh you got any important goals? Goals? Yeah. For 2018? We just started the year. One month in, one month out. Oh no. Eleven more to go. Oh no. You know last year was crazy. That was a
2: long year, right? Yeah, last year was was not a great year, but I think I don't know. I feel like I'm taking it like month by month and I feel like I'm like making sure I pay I'm paying attention to the environment and like spiritually around me and the vibes and the vibrations and all this other stuff. And I think that I there's, I feel like there's personal lessons I can take out every, like every kind of point. So for January I feel like mm-hmm. I, I don't know personal kind of uh, lesson I feel like I was being taught over and over in that month and that just passed was just because you um, don't wait just because you have time. Yeah. Just like, that's just mm-hmm. that's just the thing that just kept popping up in my life. And I was like, you know what? I wrote it on my calendar. It's like, don't wait just because you have time. And yeah. I feel like there's going to be something else that I learned in February. So it's just like
3: I in like terms that. of like
2: goals, <clears throat> goals coming along with like lessons, I just kind of take them as they come. And, and me, I feel like I'm right now, I'm just, I don't know, singularly focused on making the work and trying to give and be really as authentic as possible because this work really for me is as raw i feel like as <laughs> as i've kind yeah. of ever been and, and which is a lot to say because my work in the past has been really, really open but i feel like Body it's this non- <laughs> is as, it's as, it's as raw as as i feel like i've i've ever been because i'm yeah. talking about like like parts of myself that i haven't spoken about previously mm-hmm. um i'm talking about just anything like I'm talking about there's things of when you let me put it this way when you deal with the the idea of the body right and when you deal with the idea of like being super aware of how your body reads that literally goes across every spectrum of your life yeah every spectrum so like um I mean example like if you look like right now within the me too movement and everything like that you listen like women talking about like living in a society in a patriarchal society it's like crazy like the idea of like like having to um modulate their you can't live free in a society like that it's like mm-hmm. moving through moving through society and in, in in this um kind of overarching system where we as men don't really understand what the hell is going on we're just like whoa well, I was just saying hi, and you don't realize that you might be the 10th or 15th nigga to say, to try to like talk to this woman in the, in the idea, in the, like the span of like a block. So it's, it's like, and in, in me as a black man, like I don't go through what women of color go, go through, but for me to speak through my perspective of my body being like sexualized by white women, my body, like this, is this like real stuff that I really, that I've kind of like maybe touched on before, but I haven't actually, mm-hmm. like the idea of like the, and and how open with that because i feel like black men we tend to we have kind of conversations but there's also this uh other notion because we're men so there's this other like there's this duality that we don't often talk about unapologetically and i feel like not right now especially with who we have in office like I feel like there's no <laughs> excuse for anybody now of any person of color to ever to be ashamed, any marginalized group to be ashamed to yeah. speak 100% their truth. Facts! When we have this, like, this, you know, as Spike Lee calls him, Agent Orange in the White House saying whatever the hell, yeah. and a white man got, got like, um, elected to, you know, the, the highest office in the land. I feel mm-hmm. like no marginalized group should, should be afraid at this moment to speak 100%. Of course, there's pushback. Of course, there's danger. But I feel like if they gonna speak 100% like and talk they shit, yeah. we gotta talk our shit. And it's not about like getting <laughs> right. back at them. It's about like, I can't like be silent about this shit. So yeah, remember what I said when
1: he got uh, elected? I was like, yo, that means whatever the fuck you want to do. I was like, nah, said it best. <laughs> he was like, he was, he was like. Go after whatever you want, like, regardless if it means, like, like, like blood or war, because, mm. like, they're not going to care, you know? Like, it's, like, it's literally just you and the ideas and, like, whatever you think. Like, you got to literally invest in yourself, people. Invest in care and your ideas, because mm. the more you learn about similar ideas, the more you'll distinguish yeah. between... The noise, mm. and you'll know your you better. What you like? Oh yeah, I know about that, but blah blah blah. Yeah, th- you know, but this is what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. You know, like like real talk. That's why artists go to art shows. Like you know, that's why Picasso is I Picasso, mean, but he's famous knows. for going to everybody's studio In and, and so. kind of like <laughs> low key. Just kind of like taking that shit. I'm I ain't trying say, to go to everybody. I, I'm trying
2: to say I'm not trying to. I don't go even anywhere. like it's going really to our good. show. But like, what else? What like, you what was have, you at
1: today, though? Yeah. where did you just come okay, from? Huh? But what are you talking show. about, bro? Sh- you just came said, to I, our show. I don't like going to yes. a lot of.
2: I don't like going to a lot of our show. But I'm saying that, like, you know, it's that statement. that everybody's like, uh. you know, you should have the confidence of a mediocre white man, and I think that's true. Like, you should have the confidence. Yeah. You should be like we, because like like I was saying, no, because like I was saying about the word in terms of that paranoia in terms of like modulating like your body and how my body as a black is consumed in terms of like this idea of specific the very specific field of being like hyper masculine so, hyper violent but then also being hyper sexualized that's like wild you know so it's it's a so, so yeah since,
0: you know your topics are definitely dealing with body and like how we're perceived and mm-hmm. by society mm-hmm. i gotta ask you so what do you think about get out
2: well, I think about Get Out? Oh,
0: yeah. Oh, that was a, just, yeah. Just talked about Yeah, because like last
2: week. yeah, because Get Out um was uh. Because it like deals your, with
0: that whole perspective of the body and like being like you know.
2: Yeah, I like I like, I, I I like Get Out. I like Get Out because it was real, and I feel like I feel like I, I feel like maybe some people even miss certain certain parts of uh, of Get Out um because they were there was too much like just focus on oh like was she evil was she not evil was she like that just like you know it's so like, that's not the question some, but it's like was she or was it's, it's like you have to like, w- like the guy to to think about the the main character and and to think about the these other individuals these old people who were um these old and young people who were trying to take the bodies of of, of black people in order to live their lives in them and Use their bodies for whatever means they wanted to because you know saying weird shit like black is in or like or like uh Tiger or I know Tiger Woods or all this other mm-hmm. stuff. It's like this idea of this your your body, people of color is always, um, almost like you're always on auction and block for people. You always up. You're always like a piece of meat mm-hmm. to be to be bartered and like yeah. this and it's and and that's something that. I appreciated them and get out and talking about it. especially as the movie unfolded and not knowing what the hell because I knew you yeah. know, from the trailers you knew what was going on but not knowing how much it you know, would unfold I was like oh this! Is, I love this movie it's really good
3: yeah. Cause like, and I
2: hope yeah. they do like you know do does more stuff also the idea of um black horror movies also yeah. I feel like we need more more black horror movies mm-hmm. uh, just because that perspective of of horror right and art horror so to speak uh when you think about uh this looking at how monsters operate. So you have a mad scientist, Frankenstein like the Frankenstein's monster, and and you have this woman Mary Shelley who came up with this came up with this this story, right? That's that's not the the scariest part of that is that that actually is some real shit. It's like it's actually like a <laughs> close kind of story to that there's there's the close examples to that that happen to black bodies idea of experimenting on black bodies like the idea of 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 like gynecology for instance like like not understanding that uh because of like this white male doctor literally experimenting without anesthesia and without their um consent on black women on slaves Mm
3: -hmm.
2: you know you know what i mean it's like this is like a lot of the horror movie shit is real to us and I just want more get-outs. I want more black horror movies because it's real. Because y'all are out here running from uh, running from I don't know, like uh, movies that are dealing with like oh, you know, this guy was like kidnapping people and doing all this psychological shit on them.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: We've had that. You, you 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 we've oh this is a person like kidnapping people and eating them da 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 and and doing sexual thing with the da da da. We've had that. Like mm-hmm. black people have had that. What do you like? There's we. If you want to talk about horror and horror movies, this isn't like fiction for us. Right. <laughs> so well, yeah. I feel like, I was like, I feel like it's not uh-huh. fiction.
1: I was like, yeah, it's not fiction. Black people really seen the chainsaw. You see, I was, like, I, was uh, like, I was like, I was like, just because it's a new technology doesn't mean black people. I want black. Good with I want shit. more All black right.
2: horror movie because the people came out of the theater like. Like, oh yeah, you know, oh that's a crazy horror movie. Da 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 da. The scariest part of Get Out is the shit is real. That's the, that's the that's the that's the point. The scariest part of this shit is that it's real.
1: Yeah,
2: it's the scariest part of that, and I think that's different. I think you would go into I don't know. If
1: I can make you the best me, and I know you want to abandon the values that I hold, I can give you everything and die and still know that you're gonna uphold my values because of the way I trained you to do it. Yeah, that's what that was. It's just—it was like they didn't have to take their bodies. It was literally just—that's what it is. Like, okay, uh, uh, but wait. In terms, yeah. of- mental conditioning. No, because yeah, I
2: mean, you want to talk about like, like, like but biggest. you think about the idea, like specifically, right? this is mental the Example of black bodies walking <laughs> around with, uh, with a white mind inside of them. What is that besides? White supremacist conditioning. That's literally what it is. Yeah. You know what I mean. That's ex. That's what it is. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Scariest part to get out. Last question.
0: Is. Last question I got. What? Uh, the village or science? Ah!
1: You literally just did that. This motherfucker right here. How are you gonna do it one or the other? Just go ahead. The
2: village or signs? Yeah. Why are you giving me? I'm not. Okay, some, dude, I'm not no, no, I can't. Uh. Uh-uh.
1: What? Give me two.
2: No, give me two others. I'm not. Doing, no, that's not the doing. that's
1: the question. That's the, you have to answer that question. There might be like follow up about that question, but no. We need. We just which one? Which one do you prefer? Prefer. You okay, fine. Which one's better? Fine. Which one? Better. Take my villager
2: signs, bro. Go ahead, just your instincts, it don't matter. They're both by M. Night Shaman. Yes, that's why.
1: Yeah, I haven't seen either of them because they're by M. Night Shyamalan Oh, like that. Oh, <laughs> yeah, Lupo. I, didn't yeah Lupo. I didn't see that yeah, Oh, he already knew M. Night was trash. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Lupo. He was like, Nah, I've seen either of those <laughs> trash seen, movies, they were both trash. <laughs>
0: Have you seen Six Sets? Yes. Then you seen them like, not I the imagine. whole
2: way through, though. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> you ain't seen them the whole thing, way I'm through. I'm not doing that, that man. I'm not doing that. I don't, I mean, <laughs> I just, he's not like. Ask me some Guillermo del Toro or something uh, like that. That's like, hilarious. That's a, that's a, we could, it's just me We got a running joke. We
1: were asking you that because I got we got this running joke. I'm not doing any Shyamalan right now. Yeah, man. Mm. We just both. I picked a look. He picked a movie it was good. All no, right, to we're not. gonna stop right there. We're not even gonna get into
0: it. No. We're gonna. Like, yeah, yeah. uh, <laughs> right? Yeah. No. No. Yeah. You know the people you know, know. We already we've uh, we ranted already enough.
1: Everyday struggle with Dazemero. before we uh, hop out on this that's uh, hilarious wait something just happened so we're talking about art and he just mentioned DC Amaro our friend artist friend Ventico she's the girl she's the artist with the peacock that was at the airport I didn't even know all this press happened, but apparently it's an emotional support animal. She was trying to get a ticket. She tried to see if um, the Peacock's name is Dexter, by the way. Dexter. But she tried to see if Dexter could get on the plane. And then uh, apparently it was a huge media fest. And it ended up on Deu- Deuces and Marrow. And I couldn't believe they actually did research on this shit. Like they knew... The peacock's name was Dexter. That's they ran the whole full jobs, episode. It was weird. I was like, "Wow!" But yeah, shout out to Ventico because she's out where she's on her way to LA salute, to chill. Salute, salute. But yeah, so she had to take a road trip instead. But Ventico's a dope artist. I've been photographed by her. Photography is amazing. But well, I got I a question.
2: High Ninety Seven or Breakfast Club? Oh. Ebro Ebron, in, Ebron, in the morning Breakfast Club. You Breakfast Club?
0: Breakfast Club. Breakfast, I say, Club. I say both.
2: I, safe, I like
1: both. I like I both.
0: both. It's safe answer.
2: It's not a safe answer. I like both for them. sometimes I, like I don't want to hear Charlemagne
1: or Envy <laughs> or Angela Yee, and then I go over, and then sometimes I don't want to hear Ebro at all. So then I go back over. Sometimes like, it's never Ebro for me. It's, it's sometimes always, it, it so is Ebro, bro. Rosenberg, Rosenberg is, so is Ebro, <laughs> <laughs> bro. I never <laughs> check <laughs> for. I'm not sometimes there for Rosenberg. Rosenberg, dog.
2: Sometimes it's, I'm there for. I'm there for Laura Styles because she messed with art, and I'm there for Ebro. Remember we saw her at Chelsea. Yeah. Yes, we are pet yeah, yes, yes, yes.
0: I'm there for pure comedy, so I'm going Breakfast Club. Breakfast
2: see, I like mm-hmm. Breakfast Club. I really do. I like Breakfast Club a lot. Pure comedy. I like Breakfast Every Club. Time. But I, it's yeah. just sometimes sometimes they're just it's just I need I need more of a deep dive sometimes and sometimes Ebro's get, willing to go Ebro's there. Ebro's willing to go there. Like I don't know if you're mm-hmm. familiar with the Amara La Negra joint, where she went on the Breakfast Club. That like yeah. kind of made me feel kind of weird, and I was like, you know what? <laughs> I wish she would have gone to High Ninety Seven. <laughs> sometimes they get a deep dive, and it's not 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 necessarily like Rosenberg, but Ebro sometimes.
3: Yeah.
2: Ebro, Ebro, Ebro always not sometimes. Ebro always like gives really good, especially on political stuff. He
1: always got his, his mind right. Some, you're you know, gonna say what? Hey, I thought about this. I, I think my thoughts are, you know, right and succinct with, yeah. you know, what's going on. So, this is what I'm saying. Like, th- that's what I like about Ebro. Like, I don't think, like, Charlemagne trolls and shit. Like, Ebro doesn't care about his... Ebro doesn't troll. Care, he don't he, care don't, care he, about he doesn't care
2: about he trolls. He doesn't even care about his, like, connects. He's just like, look, this is what's right and this is what's wrong. And I that. Yeah, he talks shit to this connect faces. That. He's like, I lah. definitely appreciate that. But, I go, like, you know, I go for the Breakfast Club for the comedy, though. The comedy is great. Fair comedy. The comedy is great. And uh, yeah. the commentary is also
1: great. So. It's more entertaining. All right, but yeah. right, bo- bo- we about to wrap this up. Yeah. So wrap it up, kid. No, upcoming show. You said what you have upcoming, upcoming show? You have an upcoming show. Uh, yes, I do. What day? Um, what, what day? It's this? gonna be
2: in May. I'll uh, you know details. Uh, follow me on Instagram M-a- at Marvin Tore, m a uh, at m a r v i n t o u r e and I will definitely let y'all know more details in terms of dates and all that stuff as they as as they come up because the dates about to drop in
0: any day now. Yeah, it's so, okay. Any day. So, the so opening opening day expect the opening stuff. day in May. Mid in May. You can see some previews on your Instagram, so yes. go there, check it out. Yeah. It's um, low key
2: a ploy to get everybody to follow me on Instagram so they can
3: find out
2: <laughs> the date. <with> <laughs> plug, plug, yeah, plug, 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 um, plug. Shameless plug. Um,
0: check out his first interview with us if you haven't already. It's over on the site. Just search Marvin Torre. Yeah.
1: Um, it's on youtube as well make sure you check it out though because a lot of stuff that he was talking about there's little bits and pieces you know of his background that he mentioned in the interview so check out the presents video so you can catch up on what you didn't hear because we referenced a little bit of that in the beginning i remember so
2: also if you're in stanford connecticut we got the racing rev i'm part of this racing revolution show about um Mm. the intersection of racing and the education system uh and it's on its second iteration. It was at SmackDown First now, it's at University of Connecticut, Stanford. So it'd be up and then it's going to I think Penn State after that yeah, and Penn. some other stuff. So That's yeah, so nice you know, man. uh, you know, if you if you if you willing to take the Metro North you, up in the <laughs> up in the uh, in that area, in the Stanford area, go check that out. Got the uh, crossword puzzles in newspaper form. So Oh
0: yeah. Yeah. But and we uh we went deep dive on this one. So if you have any topic questions, Uh, any comments um, suggestions about this show future shows or you know any shows in the past you can go ahead and do that in the comments wherever this is posted either on YouTube SoundCloud or our website or you can go to livinglifefearless.co slash podcast fill out the form there or you can email us directly at podcast at livinglifefearless.co there's a lot of ways to get in touch with us if you have any Questions, topics, suggestions, or anything specifically about the show, past shows, future shows. So we love to hear from y'all. Um, yeah. Once again, always thanks for those who have listened, and thank y'all for having
1: the podcast. Me. Awesome. Thank y'all. Oh, for sure, man. Thank y'all, thank y'all. I appreciate thank thank it. Thank, yeah. you. thank you, for definitely. Thank you. Thank you. definitely. Thank you, definitely. Big thank you, thank you yeah. to thank you. Marvin.
0: Thank you. Finally getting you on here, thanks, being a guest. You know. Got some some talk about some great shit. Yeah, we have you yeah, on, we on again, man. Yeah. On. Hey. We might just have to do with music. Hey.
1: We can chop it up
2: about the music. Yo, please call me right. up because you know I'm I'm down with the music because <laughs> we gotta we gotta talk about the state of hip hop right now. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, we <definitely> Rosenberg <laughs> did a <laughs> state of hip hop address. Uh, let's stop. Rosenberg
1: just did a state of hip hop address. That's the next episode. episode. <laughs> we're to talk about it. <laughs> next episode. Y'all call me back.
0: So we will be back next week. Uh We are trying to do these. Well, this week we're doing two two this week, so we're gonna try to do two pretty much every week if we can. Um, So, yeah, check back. We'll be back soon. Yeah, yeah. Peace. Keep living life through this, y'all.
1: Peace.